Talking Buds podcast. Another week. Uh, let's just cut the bullshit. All right? Kyle, you got to go get a goalie. Like, you have to. Like, I, I, I'm not here to, like, dunk on Jack Campbell. I'm not here to, like, call the guy out. I'm not here to, like, criticize him. I'm just here to talk about the facts. And the facts are, I don't care if you have Nick Lindstrom, Victor Hedman, who's another legendary NHL defenseman. Scott Niedermeyer. Scott Niedermeyer, Chris Pronger. I don't care if you have any of those guys back there. If you can't get a save, none of it matters. And, like, they, they can't get a save. Like, every quality scoring chance right now is in the net. Yeah, and the stats are just backing up everybody's theory of how much these guys suck. Yes. Like, they're playing, they're no good, mixed in with a little sprinkle of the Leafs being the softest team in front of their own net I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, the, the amount of guys who, who like, Lilligren, did you see him? Right on JT Miller, just a eh, guy hits in the net. It's like, can this team be any more softer in front of their own net? Like, they need a save, and they need to be tougher in front of their own net, or else they're in trouble. Well, I mean, th- that really comes down, like, that's the main question here, is it's like, do you, clearly defense and goaltending are the issues here. Like, the game against Vancouver, like, they're they're dominating offensively. Like, JT... Gets on the board. So happy yeah. for him. Matthews yeah. dominating. Like, at every quality look on net, Campbell's letting in. And yeah. you're right. You're absolutely right about the the soft defensive play in front of him. Yeah. But it's like, what? I- no, but at some point, it's like, he's, he's let in, what, four or more goals in his last four starts, five starts or whatever. Like, no matter how bad your defense is like at some point you're gonna need your goalie to like win you one of those games or or only, only allow two goals or it's just like every single game it, it it's getting harder to blame the defense or blame the team defense or the system. It's like no when when four or more goals are going in on this consistently like this is this is an issue. And I don't like I said I'm not here in no way. Am I trying to be like negative and dunk on Jack Campbell? I'm just giving you my opinion and I'm trying to spit facts. And the fact is, this is a crucial year for this hockey team. Okay. So Campbell's not gonna get it. Campbell's not getting it done. I don't think he's going to get it back. I think he played really well to start the season, but I don't think that's coming back. And at this point, you can't you can't risk your season on a hope that Jack Campbell's going to figure it out. And can I just make one thing perfectly clear? Like, the amount of people who... Kyle Dubas is doing some media ahead of next Sunday's Heritage Classic, and he goes, I believe in both our goaltenders. Sheldon Keefe, last night, Jack Campbell. To me, that looks like a guy who's right on, like, the edge of finding his game. It's like, what are they going to say? Are they going to come out publicly in the media and go, yeah, no, he sucks? I... I just don't – Kyle Dubas has a track record of not having, like, a quick trigger finger. So I think he's the type of guy who is going to stay by his, like, we believe in these guys. We believe these guys can well, turn around. Do you think Do you think from his history and the way he has acted as a general manager so far in his career has 
warranted the the opinion that he is going to pull a trigger on something like this i don't know the, the thing about getting a goalie too is like it's it's essentially a rental and it's like that's that's they don't want to do that again and like i don't really blame them because they the rentals haven't really gone that well so it's like like mark andre flurry that's a rental like you're giving up assets for a guy who might not be here next year. There's also just like what's really out there too. Like there's Marc Andre Fleury, but like, do you believe that like, any goalie well, out there, like like a Braden Holtby, is an upgrade on Jack Campbell? Right now, yeah, probably. That is so, and, and that see, and that's where it gets interesting because Campbell is is that bad right now? Yeah. Like he's he's dropped the whole I'm a hero in the media after the games lately, and I'll commend him for that because it was kind of getting on everybody's nerves. But like. He has. He's draw. He's he's that bad right now. Yeah, like I, worst in the league type stuff. So I like I I just it's a massive problem. You can't win with your goalies playing like this. But for me, I I just can't see Kyle pulling the trigger on something because like Mark Andre Fleury is just the obvious name that everyone knows. So they're saying his name but like again that's a rental there's probably other teams that are interested in him as well and then other than that it's you can't even really think of any other guys who would be a massive upgrade because everybody half the league's looking for the the number one goalie right now so it's like who's out there that they can go get that's going to be a difference maker for them and I just don't think that's available and I don't think Kyle has the I don't know the right word for it the 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 wherewithal to go out and make something creative. He's going to stick by his whole we believe in these guys because that's been his motto since he started as a general manager. So see, I, I don't know, man. See, this is why I, I knew that this discussion today was like it's going to be therapeutic for me because I started this looking dead into the camera saying, you got to go get a goalie. But as I'm sitting here talking to you about it, it's like, who is it? So yeah. it's like, I don't think they're, they're going to do any – rental type move i just don't see that happening so if they do make a deal it's going to be to acquire a player with term so you want to get the best player you can which will likely be a a position player whether it be a forward or defenseman whatever and then yeah you just got to hope that jack campbell gets his life together here it just sucks because the there's no resume to back it up. I've said this every single week since this problem started. It's just, it, it doesn't make you feel any better that you, there's no proof that this guy knows how to get out of something like this. There's a reason why he was a high draft pick and he never was a number one goaltender. He struggled throughout his career, probably had some good stretches at times, but never has, has been consistent enough to take the reins to lead a team as a number one goalie. So I mean, yeah, he played well last year. He filled in for Freddie when Freddie was hurt. He had a great start this year. So we know he's, he can play goalie. We know when he's playing well, it's not like he's not capable of being a good goalie. But it's just, this has been a long stretch of bad hockey for him. And I, I just don't know if he has the experience or he has it in him to get back to what he was earlier in the season. I just, there's no proof. There's no resume telling me that that can happen so that's what makes me the most nervous because i don't think peter morazic is the answer at all no i don't think i, I think he's a guy who you can put in your net and he could have maybe a couple good stretches of hockey at his best 
but I, I just don't see him being. He's a backup goaltender. But at the same time, he's also had more. He has more of a resume than Jack Campbell does. Yeah. Like he's been kind of a number one goalie the past couple of years. Had some injury problems, and I'm sure if you talk to the other fan bases who had Peter Morazic, I'm sure they're they would say what we're seeing right now, like just a wild card, a guy who plays the position so recklessly and just you cannot trust him at all. So, I mean, here we go again, just praying, just hoping. Yeah. Now we're just hoping. There's no there's no feeling good about it. It's going in there and being like, like crossing your fingers, being like, oh, I hope Jack Campbell gets it together. That's a horrible spot to be in, but like, I don't see them getting out of it. Like, th- this is what they're going to have to do. I know. And, and it's getting it's getting irritating coming on here every week and talking about it. Like, it's what is this? Like, the fourth episode in a row where it's been, like, goaltending central. Yeah. And before it was defense. And now it's kind of like, well, everything else doesn't matter if you are letting in four goals a game. Like, everything else is useless. The Vancouver game is a perfect example of that. Like, they sc- the Leafs score four goals and their uh, forwards play the way they do. They should win that hockey. Yeah, game. and some great stories. Yeah. Like, they they fall down early. Like, Robertson's on, finally getting a chance. He scores. Tavares breaks out. Matthews is just, just maybe the best hockey player in the world right now, as you said a couple weeks ago. And, and then you go into the third period, feel good, and then it's just, like, deflection out front. And then Myers gets a weird fluky bounce. Marner loses a stick. And then it's 5-4. And it's like, really? Like, Do really? they miss Muzzin in front of the net a little bit? I mean, yes, compared to what they have now. But do I think Jake Muzzin when he is like a big difference maker when he's back? No, it's just he's better than what they have right now in terms of size and physicality. But I don't think he's like the the biggest difference maker in the world when it comes to being physical in front of the net. And that's a huge problem too. Like the way too many goals of guys being left alone, not covered, not getting pushed out of the way. It's it, that's also a big problem that they're going to have to address as well. I mean, they're, I, but at the end of the day, like that's their DNA. Like, like they're just a soft hockey team. Like we talked about this last week and it came up again in the, the Washington game, watching Tavares get thrown to the ice yeah. and Nylander just stands there watching them. And everyone is like, and then it, this this debate breaks out online of people being like, well, what do you want? You want Nylander to fight Tom Wilson? And it's like, no, I want, I don't want him to fight Tom Wilson, but I want him to look like he cares one iota yeah. that his captain just got thrown to the ice. And th- that's just what they are. They're a soft team. I they play get, soft. I, I try to put myself in their position, and Tom Wilson's a big, scary dude who could fight. But if you jumped in there, like, what's the worst thing that could happen? You to get you? you get a face wash. You get a face wash. You could maybe get a glove punch. You get thrown to the ice. Like, what is really the? You can't take that. Like, you can't take that that one time just to step in and show that you can stand up for yourself. I, I that's, that that's what I don't get. Like, I, I, Ryan, we've watched enough of this team the last few years to know that like that is not a priority. Like, you look at like William Nylander. That's that's just not something that he cares about. And, like, it doesn't need to turn into – and the problem with this is when you start talking about Nylander specifically, it evolves into this whole other thing because there's some people who just hate him and whatever. Yeah. And it's like, no, he's a good he's a good hockey player. He's a good goal scorer. But, like, he – it doesn't – that side of the game is something he wants no part of. And it's not even him. It's not just him, too. No, it's Marner, there, there's too. a lot of guys. Yeah. Like, I'd say more than half their team kind of – air on that i even i even see morgan riley kind of sometimes get pushed around and and that washington game like it got chippy 
it got really chippy. And that was, forget the two awful losses that just happened. Like, that was a great character win. Like, coming off that victory, I felt really good. Because John Tavares got his ass knocked on the ice. And then what does he do? He comes out, throws a spaz, creates a goal. Yeah. Like, that, I was like, that, I was so pumped up after watching that. And then, and then, and then, and then they lay two eggs in a row. And it's like, I texted you the other night. It's like we're getting to the point in the season. Like there's still a lot left to play, but it's just well, it's it's the dog days. Yeah, right I'm kind of getting the tired. Like it's it's getting annoying. Just analyze every game. It's just up and down, up and down, up and down. You feel good. You feel like shit. You're happy. You think they can do it. Then you're like, nah, this team's not even close. I, I it's just I'm getting to the point now where it's like I just want it to end. I want it them to get to the playoffs, and I just want to see what happens. Like I'm just kind of over the ups and downs like you turn on the radio every single day it's just like oh well they're not that bad if you look at their standings and then you have the other crowd being like oh they're way too soft like look at the way they lost that game it's just i'm just done with it i, I don't know this the season is starting to wear a little thin on me right well, now. well that's why i look forward to next sunday's game i know they're playing buffalo but at least it's like outdoors yeah. so it's like that puts kind of a fresh spin on it and we're heading towards the deadline which is interesting mm-hmm. but yeah no i'm with you it's definitely dog days like like it's just like, how can you come off a such a good win against Washington and you just feel great? It's like that game got a little chippy. You hung in there. You won the game. Tough game against a, a really good team that would give them a lot of trouble and if they ever met them in the playoffs. And then and then you, you feel great, and then they go to they play Buffalo, and it's like they just suck. Yeah. And it's just like how, like how how could you go how many, do that and then do that? Well, we've seen it. That's just this team in a nutshell. We've seen it so many times in this in the era of of like the Dubis era with this core. It's like they have nights where they just suck. And you've said it before on this podcast. Like when they're bad, they're really bad. Like rarely do you watch them and go, "Oh, they lost four two. They just didn't have it tonight. Couple bounces. That was a yeah. different game. Blah blah." Like that's rare. Like it's that you you watch them and you're like, "Oh." They were dominant tonight. Matthews was all over the ice. They're um, big saves from Campbell, Morazic, whoever. Or you watch them, and it's like the Buffalo game. It's like no one showed up. The goaltending's horrendous. It's just, and then now the earliest, you know, the newest trend is we're gonna we're gonna come back, get a lead, and then we're not gonna make a save, yeah. and we're gonna blow it. Like it's, I, I'm getting kind of tired of it. I, I, I just want, I just, I just want to get to the finale and I want to see what happens. I, I I'm really ready to just get this regular season over with, but unfortunately, we got a lot more games to play. So, so to be clear, you don't think they're going to do anything to address no. the goaltending situation. No. They, they just they already got like a depth guy, Hutton. Like that was just like a depth piece in case someone gets injured. It's like who who else are they going to go out and get that's going to pretty much assume the number one goalie duties for the rest of the season. That's who you're looking for right now. That's no easy task for for a lot of teams that are looking for goaltenders. Like, there's not a lot of them out there that can come in and make an impact. So, I mean, I, I don't know. You're screwed of Mrazek, and, and, and you're just praying for Campbell. But I worry I, about I, – I, I, If it doesn't I, work out, it's it's over. 
If I'm sitting in a casino and you're telling me to put all my money on the fact that Jack Campbell figures it out, I don't I don't know if I do it. No. Like I'm gonna be honest. Like he just like I he seems like a, a super, super great dude to hang out with and a guy you'd want to be buddies with, but he just I worry about him mentally, man. It's just Yeah, his confidence is just it's gone. It's gone. Shot. Looks nervous. Yeah. Looks uh, nervous. I'm, I'm d- sure he is a ball of nerves going yes. into the net every single night. Yes. He just had a whole week off and he comes in. I guarantee he puts so much pressure on himself and like maybe the first goal he let in wasn't a bad goal, but then it just snowballs from there. And then he can't get it back on, on the rails again. So I'm not that stoked to be in, in a hope and pray hell Mary situation with my goaltender. No, it's like, awful. No, That's not, thank you. Uh, if you look back a couple months ago, if you told us that right now at the beginning of March, we'd be sitting here going, they potentially need to look at going, getting another goaltender. You and I both would have gone, Oh, well, you would say, like, they're not making the playoffs then. Yeah. But luckily, they just built themselves a buffer. But, like, you look at Boston. Boston's starting to win a lot of hockey games, and they're creeping up, too. So they might end up on a wild card spot at the end of the day. You, you don't know. But I think they, they've built enough, built themselves a buffer where whoever they play in the first round is going to be a tough matchup. But I don't know. Um, Nick Robertson gets a look on the second line. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that. I don't understand the point of calling a kid uh, with his ability up and sticking him on the fourth line. Yeah, that's, no, he that's can't a, shine. Dude, I love Sheldon Keefe, but that's just such like a like a coach thing. Like like you just call him up and he's like, put him on the fourth line. It's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like coaching, yeah. pro they, sports coaches and their, their like stubbornness drives me insane. It's like, why are you calling this guy up to stick him on the fourth line? You put him on the the second line, the guy can fly up and down the ice, and he's got the hands and the ability to skate with Nylander and with Tavares. Mm -hmm. Put him there. Yeah. What are we doing? If only he was like five inches taller, though. But hey, you know what? (laughs) Yeah, I agree, but I'll take him on that wing over Kerfoot. Yeah, Kerfoot is is, is struggles offensively five on five on that line, no no doubt. But... I mean, I bring him up, put him on the fourth line for a game to kind of get his legs under him, but he's not hes not going to shine in a fourth line role. It's just not the type of player he is. So I know you bring up a guy, he's going to leapfrog some dudes who've played on your roster all year, but so a, what? a lot of them don't have the skill and ability yeah. that he has. And tough, he, tough shit, boys. Yeah. Like, trying to win hockey games yeah. here. We're in the fight. We're a fighter of our life in this division. We're in the toughest division in the league. I don't care if your feelings are hurt. Yeah. We're going to put the best. You're, you're all paid a lot of money. You're all big boys. We're going to put the best guy in this position that's going to give us a chance to win hockey games and give us a chance to score goals because right now our goalie can't stop a goddamn thing and our defense is just letting guys chill in front of him. Oh, my. Yeah, just hanging out in <laughs> front of the net. Just... Just standing there, no fight back at all. I, oh. I do think again, I'll cut him the slack of I'll cut him the slack of uh, the fact, like what I always say that um, it takes defensemen a long time to develop in this league. But man, there are some shifts where I watch Timothy Lilligren where I'm just like, oh man, yikes! It's just yeah, he's just overpowered. He makes a he makes some nice like passes sometimes. Like he set up Matthews for that one time. Or he, no, but that's what I mean. He's that was a nice he, soft he looks, pass. He but, looks soft. But when you're watching, or sometimes when you're watching, a goal happens so quickly that it's hard to like break it down at first glance. And then they go to the replay, and there he is supposed to be covering his man and it's just so pedestrian it's just like the stick out in front not leaning on him at all just kind of like, i'm there but i'm not and it's just like that that's not what this team needs they need a dude to just literally push this guy out of the way and be physical and be tough 
Because it, it, when your goalie sucks, he's going to suck a lot more when there's dudes just chilling out in front of the net. So when people make fun of us and our fellow Leaf fans, this is why we are the way we are. Like, here we are sitting here now, and it's like, it's really hard. You're sitting here in a season where Austin Matthews is the best player in the world and is a legit candidate to win the Hart Trophy. But holistically, I don't feel the best about this team right now. No. No, it's just in it. They're back to inconsistency again. Like that, that was what they were. Like that's what they've been over the past couple of years. It's just inconsistent. At the beginning of the year, you look at all their numbers. Like goals for top five, goals against top five, power play, penalty kill, top five. Now you look, still best power play in the league. Penalty kill is pretty good, but that goals against is just voop, 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 voop. now they're right in the middle of the pack. Just inconsistency inconsistency just crept back into this team's game all over again. I mean, I don't At least, yes, it is the dog days of the season, but we do have the trade deadline to look forward to and to see what Kyle Dubas does. And they definitely need, I think, just also for the sake of boosting morale and trying to, like, jumpstart the rest of the team. Like, l- l- let's get some get somebody new in here. And But, yeah, I don't think they're going the rental route, and we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. Yeah. I feel like we'll would largely be disappointed at the end of the day. That'd be my bold prediction. Well, that's going to end this uh, ultra-negative version of the Talking Buds podcast. Hey, guys, sometimes it just uh, sometimes it just it just wears you down. It just seems like we're on replay. Yeah. Like, we're just replaying the same episode, just wearing different outfits yeah. and mixing up a couple different sentences. But it's just like... How- I want to go back and look. It was the fourth or fifth episode in a row where it's like goalie suck, defense sucks. Matthews is the Matthews goat. is the goat. Like <laughs> they, they they show really good, but they then they can't get a save. Yeah. Like it's just they're too soft. Like it's just the same ugh, over and over and over again. And it's not gonna get any better. I feel no. like it's getting worse. Well, yeah. That's the thing. It's like I actually think it's getting worse. At a certain point, like it is the like the DNA of your team. I know. Yeah. And which is but like, then, but then you, here come the comments of like, how could you say this about this hockey team? They look where they are in the standings; they're having a career year, and it's like, yeah, you're right. I can't argue with you. But, but do you honestly think when you watch this hockey team that if they go into a first round series against the Tampa Bay Lightning, they have a chance of beating them? Zero percent. No, no, like they don't. Yeah. So like, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Those people, and I get it. I I like to use that sometimes too, but. Man, like, they're inconsistent as hell. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really, really inconsistent with really bad goaltending. Like, well, well, there you have it, folks. Yeah, like... <laughs> like, what else, what else is there to say? Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to be back next week. We're going to do a rare Sunday post-game show after the Heritage it's kinda, Classic. That's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. I like that it's on at, like, four. Yeah. Like, that's a good, like... As the sun starts to go down, it's mm-hmm. like I'm going to be still not crazy about those arena unis. I feel like they'll look good on the ice. Yeah. I feel like once they put them on, and I, I couldn't stand the ones they had a couple of years ago, the one that was just the Florida Panther, like, copy, the one with the stripe. and then like, Oh, the yes. Oh, those, yeah. were, those were no good. No. At least this one is just like, it looks like a practice uni a little bit. But well, I did, think Did you see they teased that they're going to be wearing like a bunch of different unis through March. Like they're going to be wearing like the arenas for this game. The St. Pats are in there again. And then there's next gen unis. Like the Raptors have that they haven't 
Oh, nice. That they haven't released you. You gotta get you gotta get the people back in the building. Are they going? And... Are they going? I saw th- there was a a picture making the rounds of uh, Bieber oh. wearing wearing like a black. That's not cool, man. Uni with a with a blue leaf on it. There the, there are superstars all over the NBA bumping Drake twenty four seven. Like when when you're getting repped by the Biebs, like no disrespect to the Biebs, like he's whatever, but like that's not cool. Like you're just gonna get chirped. Like it's. I hope that's not the case. Okay, all right. So we'll we'll wait and see. That's that's something to look forward to. And like I said, we we continue our um, drive to the trade deadline and to see what Kyle Dubas does because he's got to do something. Thanks, everybody, for checking us out this week. If you like what you see, hit that like and subscribe button below. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. Also, if you're listening to the audio version of the show, leave a little five-star review, a little how you doing, keep it moving. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.